Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? I'm Youngest, I'm medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the big show. It's been a very, very momentous weekend, and I'm so excited to be back. Joshy, Josh, what do we got? I'm sitting in a stupid, broken chair, Daniel. Otherwise, everything's great. Of course, you can get involved by texting the show right now, 315-288-0644. You can call anytime for ESPN44, and of course, tweet at ESPN Syracuse, as always, on the Facebook Live as well. We got to get more active on the on the texting and the tweeting. Yes. You know, I know you're in your office. I know you're supposed to be working, but the allure of my magic voice keeps you glued to your headset. Yes. You like that? I like it. You like that? It's getting dirty. I, I made some money with that before. You know. I know you have. Oh yes. Not yes. anymore, but you did at one point. Oh no, I still make Ooh, make, make a handsome income. Very nice. Almost as much as I'm paid by the great one. <laughs> Dollar fifty an hour. Ooh. Oh yes, I've uh, coined some phrases like L'Oreal experience the dream. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. It's been mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It's, been it's, done. Been, it's been done, and it will be done again. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz out for the season with a torn East ACL. Nick Foles steps in at quarterback for the Eagles. Foles, who was eight and two in his last ten starts. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy, he, he's he's been out there before. He's played this role before. But, I mean, all over the news right now is, you know, Philadelphia fans are, are crying right yeah. now. Yeah. They are crying, and they're scared. They're the front runner right now. I they mean, I are. believe those. It looks like a an East Coast matchup. Is it going to be New England and the Eagles? Uh, and, and, you know, it looked like we they had a one-way ticket. They were on their way in. Maybe Eagles clinched the NFC East. So they felt good. They were going into a a good run, but now he's out. He's out. So that brings in Nick Foles. But I, I think the conversation that I want to have is not about the accreditation of Nick Foles and whether or not he can fill in these shoes. He's obviously not Carson Wentz. But, you know, he's a good, solid backup. He's been there before. The question I pose for you, Josh... Does this open the door for the Philadelphia Eagles to sign Colin Kaepernick? Mm. Would that be the move to take the kneeler and put him in? He's a proven entity. He can run. He can play. And if anything happens to Foles, who backs up Foles right now? They're screwed if he gets hurt. So I think don't be surprised at all. And I want to hear your thoughts out there. Text us. Call in. Whatever you want. I want to talk about is it the smart move for the Philadelphia Eagles to sign Colin Kaepernick right now. I, I bet you they do it this week. People have said that Kaepernick, uh, people have, you don't need to say it, it's proven that he, as a player, he kind of has slowly declined. So is he the big quarterback that he was at one time? 
And you get a lot of dirt that comes along with Colin Kaepernick. You do. You get a. You, you need an extra thick set of knee pads uh-huh. when you've got Colin Kaepernick, a quarterback. But I think that if he gets an opportunity to play right now, I think you'll see him uh, calm some of his stuff down. I, I mean, especially in Philly, they'll eat him up there. That's a, that's a tough, tough fan right Hasn't there. he gone on record, too, as saying that he's willing to no longer kneel if he can get back I'm on not, a team? I don't know. I haven't heard that. Can we could research just, that? It could have been an onion headline can, for can all we, I know. Can we, can we take a look at that? <laughs> <laughs> Please take me. I won't kneel anymore. Please, whatever. Please, sir. I'd like some more. You're more not- gruel. What's your name, boy? You're not alone, too, in thinking this. There's some uh, Eagles publications that are already saying, all right, let's bring him in. Because, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're perched to go to the Super Bowl. Why not keep that going? Well, uh, here's the thing. I, I, so, And I don't think it's a slap in the face of Foles. I think what it is, though, is how easily in this type of a sport you can get injured, mm-hmm. even if it's just for the rest of a game. If the game matters a lot, you want somebody back there that's been under fire before, somebody that can lead a team. There's no question about his credentials as a player, Kaepernick. I think I, I would. I tell you what, I'm going to go on the record and say they're going to sign him. There's already a players who are claiming that they should sign him. Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Chris Carter, different Philly writers and fans are even pushing to sign Colin Kaepernick. Wow. See, I'm not the first one to have this amazing thought, am I? No. You know, and and that's if you know, being a New York kid and having played so many times, you know, our teams against Philadelphia and the arch rivalry of the Giants and the Eagles and you know uh, the Mets and the Phillies uh, when I was a kid. You know, that's that's a, a very well-educated, they have a high sports IQ in Philadelphia. Um, and so they realize that they don't care what the guy did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. short of being a pedophile, sign him! Yeah. You know, they want this guy on there. Text line, if the Eagles don't sign Kaepernick, there will be no acceptable excuse, and we will know why. So you're the, the, this doctor's saying that the... Drama that surrounds Kaepernick might be the reason they wouldn't touch him. Okay, okay, but the, but then you have to assess the most important thing that you're doing when you work in the front office or if you're the in, the ownership of a team when you're in the, particularly in this position. Think about it. They're they're going to the playoffs. They've clinched the NFC East. They're going to go in. They're probably favored to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC altogether, I bet, right now, before this went situation. So now I think you got to look at the Cowboys and a couple other teams that might move up some, knowing that they were very dependent on Carson. So so with that aside, your job is to do the give your team the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl in this situation. And, and so when you look at his past and everything else, like I said, unless it was something that you just couldn't sell people on, talk about an opportunity opportunity for him as an athlete to come back now and and shut everybody up about mm-hmm. his history and and their feelings so I mean he he doesn't even have a job. Yeah. This guy was a former starter for several seasons in San Francisco. This would be his agents must be going, "Come on baby, ring phone, ring phone." Yes. You know, they're waiting for that phone to ring. Yeah, he's going to go. He's got to go there. He's got to go. You heard it here first. No one else really wrote that. Josh made it up. We said it. <laughs> no, this is the first. We were the first people to claim well, it. Yes. I think I, I thought it yesterday, and people that are in tune to my thoughts probably started writing about it. Of course they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, it only yeah, makes sense if you look at the fact that he is a free agent right now. He's got a history, and they need, they're 11 and 2. They don't want to start losing games. 
Well, you know, the interesting thing would be, is he better, you know, right now, I don't know what he's been doing in the offseason, but I imagine he's been keeping himself in pretty good shape knowing the phone could ring. What if he's just 350 pounds? He's covered in Doritos. He's like, oh, I didn't know. He's Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. Don't take me a snap. Yeah, I have no idea. No, no, I bet you he's ready. Because you kind of have to be, right? If you never know when that phone's going to ring for you. Well, I bet you that they initially take him for a workout. They mm-hmm. ask him to come down. They ask to see him throw and run because, I mean, it's not like you're going to sign the guy for nothing. Yeah. He gets, but but whatever the minimum they're allowed to sign him for, he's signing for that. That's exactly another, right. That's another thing from a value standpoint. If you're looking at trying to make a trade or trying to get somebody, you know, and these guys know each other. Mm-hmm. Don't kid yourself that you can't get on the phone to an owner you've known at league meetings for 20 years, you know, when you own a team and go, Hey, Tommy, uh, what do you think about that kid you got down there? You want to send him over? You bring up a good point, too, though. What is Kaepernick so desperate to get back that he'll literally take anything they throw at him? If they say, we'll give you $100 a week. Well, I think they. I think he's protected yeah. by a league minimum. Yeah, there's so, like a minimum, but I'm saying, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, no, he's, he's signing for whatever the minimum is divided by how many games are left there. So, right. you know, he was making millions of dollars. You know, He just I, wants to prove himself again. He just wants to get in the game. Mm-hmm. At this point, because also, like you said, it's not like he's in his second or third year. He's getting a little longer in the tooth now. Yeah. His opportunity, look, he comes back and he plays for this team and shows it. What if they won a Super Bowl? Then what do you do? Yeah. What do you do then? Oh, you set up the quarterback controversy. I like it. Because if it's an ACL tear, it's only out for the season, or is it gone? You're never the same. It's I'm never gonna, the same? I'm going to start the problem now. You're never the same. <laughs> Kaepernick starts next year. Wow. Can you imagine? Controversy. Imagine, can you imagine Kaepernick kneeling on one knee saying, I'm going to Disneyland? Wow. <laughs> he becomes a court, He becomes a Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> he does. Cinderella story. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Let's write the script. I'm, I'm down. I am. I'm right. I'm going to have you star in the Kaepernick role. Thank you. Finally. Can I see what you look like on one knee? How dare you? <laughs> Steady. Steady. Harvey Weinstein coming to mind. You know Thank how to you. get involved. Obviously, the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. Text line is always open, 288-0644. And the phones, get the phone calls coming at us, talking about, would you, if you were the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles, would you sign Colin Kaepernick? Oh, they're right going now? to sign him. Yes, Daniel's they're, calling. It's already... They're going to sign Colin Kaepernick, and they're going to do it probably before week's end, because they're going to want him there. He won't take any snaps unless, you know, Foles got hurt. Even then, I don't think he would take any snaps. But, uh, yeah, they signed him before Sunday. For ESPN 44, 315, for ESPN 44, this is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Sunday, the Giants are home against the Eagles. Pre-game at noon, Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And now, and we're back. Are we got a caller, no? We do. We've got Wayne in the truck who wants to chime in about Colin Kaepernick and potentially going to Philadelphia. Wayne. Hey, guys, man. I'm an Eagles fan, and you're nuts. Uh, as much as I'm um, trying not to throw up in my mouth, if I do, the Tony Romo coming out of the booth would be a far better choice than anybody signing club in the Eagles signing Kaepernick at this point. He, I think what he's saying is he doesn't want to throw up in his mouth. I caught that much. I got that. No, I got, I got what he said. Well, here's, here's, here's what I have to say, and that is, listen, 
you're you're right, Romo. You know, getting a chance to to play against Dallas, uh, you know, again in the same division would be an amazing thing. But Tony's, you know, was offered the Minnesota job and was offered a couple of other uh, pl- places. And you know, at that, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to play anymore. He's sitting pretty comfortable, making a nice paycheck, as as opposed to Kaepernick, who has said he wants to play again. I'm not I'm not doing this as a reflection on on the Eagles. The Eagles, what people don't may not realize, and you do is they're an amazing team. Even without Wentz and with Foles playing quarterback, I still think they can go all the way. The problem is, what do you do if Foles gets hurt? Their backup behind him is nobody. He's taking zero snaps in the NFL. Is it not protecting your team by having a guy like Kaepernick to back up Foles? Right, but the difference between the Eagles and the Vikings at the time that the Vikings went after Romo was the Eagles are darn near a golden ticket to the Super Bowl, which the Vikings weren't at that point. Right. So, I mean, and I just think he's a better quarterback through and through. And, and I hate saying it because I hate Romo. I hate the Cowboys. But I'd rather I'd go for Romo over Kaepernick. Right, but if Romo doesn't want to play, who would you want to be the guy that they sign then? Who, who, who's available that could lead the rather, Philadelphia Eagles to win a Super Bowl? I'd rather have, I'd rather have uh, whoever they have on our practice squad. You don't need that type of distraction going into a Super Bowl. Wow. Well, there you have it. I'd rather, rather have, have, have the practice squad guy. Well, you know what, man? I'm going to lose a little bit of weight and get ready just in case the phone rings. Yeah, you're done. Thank you, Wayne, in the truck. Thanks, Wayne. You can, of course, call anytime and uh, chime in on Daniel's not only theory, but he is, he is dead set to the fact that Kaepernick gets signed to the Eagles this week. Phone number here is 4ESPN44, that is 437-7644, here on the Daniel Baldwin Show. Shifting gears, I believe, that uh, you wanted to talk golf, Tiger Woods? Well, Tiger Woods is back in the news. Now, you know, we, you and I have been talking about Tiger he had an impressive first round at the Hero World Championship. No, the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas, which is funny because I was playing in the equally famous Hishi Invitational myself that weekend. <laughs> and and, and yeah, I could have played in either event. Wow. But I decided the Heroes World Challenge. Very I mean, nice. Holy crap. Uh, you know, so how desperate is golf right now for this guy to go back on a run, Josh? I don't know. They've they had some names for a little while, right? Again, you, you're way more educated in golf and all sports than I am. But I, do they need Tiger? They had some young kids okay, coming up. So, so, so take a look at now. Now, just in your mind, because you don't know sports as well. Okay, and that's fine because I think you're going to be able to answer this. How much besides? Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, a few other players as you were growing up, did you really even hear much about golf? Then Tiger Woods hits the scene, Mm -hmm. and golf explodes. Yeah. Since Woods' demise, Nike has dropped their entire golf program. Yeah. Dropped it. They don't make paraphernalia. They don't make equipment. They don't make clubs. They don't make balls. They don't do anything anymore. Now, do you think they would have done that if Tiger Woods was still winning majors? Of course not. So... How desperately do they want to manufacture this guy into... I mean, if he could contend in a few tournaments, it'd give him something to talk about. It really would. They're, they're desperate for this guy to play well again. I mean, it's like Jordan coming back, which he did, kind of. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he went to go play baseball, and there's a lot of theories about why he went to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when you watch a tournament, even now, even though he's not in the top, like, 100 guys... 
and you watch him, the camera follows him everywhere because of his history. Yeah. And because, too, golf is not selling what it was selling 10 years ago. When he was hot and he was playing really, really well, golf was challenging baseball for television rights. And mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was way, way up there. So you've got, uh, you've got a guy like Tiger Woods coming through, and that is, uh, that's the name they want. Is it Pat? Come on, baby. Another caller. Who do you got there, Larry? Got another caller. Bring us in. We got somebody on the phone. Uh, yes, you're on with the Danny Baldwin Show. What's going on? It's Pat living in Syracuse. There it is, baby. I texted him here. Now, if you want to know what's going on in Philadelphia sports, this is the man in central New York that knows. I'm looking forward. What's going on, The mighty baby? Pat Sheridan. <laughs> Pat. All right, here's my theory. Here's my theory. So your boy goes down. Now, I know you got to be hurting right now. Oh. Wentz goes down. Now you got Foles. Half, half of Philly, half of Philly's on a suicide watch. Okay. <laughs> All right. But listen to me. Here's my theory. So you've got Foles. He was eight and two as uh, as a starter in the similar situation. Not bad at all. Nothing to scoff at. But what happens if Foles goes down, which is easy to happen in football? My theory: Philly signs Colin Kaepernick this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I blacked out after you said we lose Foles. <laughs> <laughs> Any shot that Philly's interested in Kaepernick? Well, well, I think I think let's just say everyone has a good belief in, in Foles. I'm dusting my jersey off as we speak. <laughs> and if if that worst case scenario was to happen, I mean, I think you got to look at all options because the rest of the team is in place. You know, you've got all the other tools in place, so I, I think you got to look at them. But Let's just hope we don't get to that doomsday scenario. Well, I, I, I'm hoping you don't, but you know, knowing the system they have, they're so good on defense right now, and the rest of the <laughs> offense is awesome. You don't want to go to the guy behind Foles. He's never taken a snap before in the league. Uh, uh, b- by the way, I love that you said, I hope that you don't, but let's talk about it. Cause all you're doing is giving me the maloink. Uh, of course I am. But 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 uh, but I'm looking at it as you get Kaepernick in camp because if you get down to the NFC finals and he takes a shot to the knee or something, you're going with Joey Bag of Donuts? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, no, you're right. You're right. No, you, you want to go with a guy who's quarterback to an NFL well, yeah, team. I think, I think you guys saw it yesterday. Foles is not a bad option B, but there's there's nothing else in the cupboard. No, there's nothing else in the cupboard. You watch it right now. Call into Pat Sheridan, the king of all media when it comes to sports in Philadelphia, and I say, this guy's you gotta see this guy's. I'm gonna bring you to one of his parties. Oh. He has a, a a shrine for Philadelphia. Jerseys are the greatest players that ever played. I mean, his man cave is surpassed by none. Are you from you Philadelphia, go. Pat? Born and raised. Born and raised Philadelphia. 33 years in Philly. Last 14 in Buffalo. Three in Syracuse. Who's got the best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, then? Uh, everyone's going to tell you it's Geno's and Pat's, but you got to go to the small window on South Street called Ishkabibble. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Ishkabibble! Go to this. Do you know? you got to go to the small window do, do you, on South Street. Okay. Ishkabibble. Now, tell now, them Pat sent you. Now, <laughs> now, right. now, now, now here's a, a little piece of trivia that you never knew, Pat. Here we go. In all the years from 1966 to 1972, my brother Alec and I, along with a variety of other families in our neighborhood, made a series of movies called Joe Cool Movies, where Alec played Joe Cool, which was a spoof on Sean Connery's James Bond, Alec playing Bond. And we called him Joe Cool because Snoopy was Joe Cool. That's how little we were. Our last film we made as a production company together was called The Attack of the Ishkabibbles. 
That was the last movie we <laughs> ever made. Good foresight. So you just turned around and said Ishkabibbles. It took me way back, Pat. The Attack That's of the Ishkabibbles. The Attack of the Ishkabibbles is a feature film we made. Wow. Number one, num- number one, we're all on this phone and we're all praying that the doomsday scenario doesn't happen. But since we had this conversation, I'm on my way to the sporting goods store to get my Kaepernick jersey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get, get a no, get a blank uh, uh, Eagles jersey and just draw <laughs> in Kaepernick paddle, with, a, with a white dry erase paddle on the back. Exactly. Got to get it. All right, love you, brother. Thanks for calling in. You got it, Daniel. Love you too, man. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Pat. How do you know Pat? Pat, I know from Jim Kelly's golf tournament, and 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 so we know going years to Jim's tournament together. Greatest guy. You got to you got to meet. We got to have him on the show. Let's bring him in. He's a character. So uh, the nice guy. He and his wife Dana. You know, and they do a lot of charitable work. Mm -hmm. He he went to uh, uh, his tournament, and they had this uh, Sigorsky. You know, uh, uh, football was all stones. Oh wow! And it was, it was. They were bidding it up. He, he bid ten grand. The divorce guy goes uh, one thousand. Another guy goes, you know, twelve hundred. And Pat goes ten grand. Oh, I just, I just buried. Everybody. Sounds like I gotta hang with Pat. <laughs> yeah, wow. you want to hang with Pat? <laughs> oh yes, my friend. I need to get to know Pat you a little better. You want to get to know Pat a little bit better? Mm, yes. Well, let's take our break. We will come back. Uh, phones, of course, always open. I love when I hear some phone calls coming through. Four ESPN forty four. That is four. Three seven seven six forty four. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Orange Nation, noon to two. ESPN Radio ninety seven point seven and one hundred point one. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, what's happening? Welcome back, Josh. LeBron James as if he's not in the news enough, is really in the news right now. LeBron has purchased, as we reported earlier, a $23 million mansion in Brentwood, California, which is a a small satellite town of Los Angeles. Trump change for Larry. Now, now, Trump change. Trump change for Larry. Yeah, Larry, he's got that on him right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) He does. He's got that in Bitcoin. Nothing. Exactly. Keeps it off the record. Now, all signs signs seem to indicate that... uh, the Lakers are the next stop for LeBron. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of speculation about it. Uh, and, and you know, he, he's expressed an interest in getting involved in the entertainment world, as Shaquille O'Neal did. Uh, and, and so Los Angeles would be the logical stop for him. But hit the brakes for a minute, Josh. Okay. As it turns out, Maverick Carter. Carter is LeBron's childhood friend and his business manager was seen courtside at the Lakers' Houston Rockets game where the Rockets crushed the Lakers in the game and born is the new idea does LeBron James want to go play for the Houston Rockets his contract is up at the end of the season now but think about something and this is why I'm entertaining this idea to make the move from the Eastern Conference and go to the West where it would be far harder to win plus if you win the East, you go up against Golden State. They're going to win the West again, for sure. So you know that's the team for the next few years with, with Kevin Durant on the team and Curry. Mm. They're going to be a dynasty for a while now. They're going to be the uh, you know the Chicago Bulls of this decade. So with that said, you want to stay in the East if you can because you're going to go to the finals to get a chance to play them. You don't want to have to play them to get into the finals. Yeah. That's for sure. So with the advent now 
of of uh, Harden, who's already playing well. He's he's uh, he could be the MVP of the league this year, James Harden, and the fact that they have Chris Paul and they're playing really well together right now. Does LeBron James end up playing for the Houston Rockets? I like the idea. And you're basing this off of one friend seen at a game. Well, no, okay. So, so what's I'm he not, do with the house he just so, bought? So, I'm, so I'm, well, first of all, I don't think he's reaching his pockets, going, "Man, I got to make that mortgage payment." You know, so, <laughs> yeah, right. so, so that that's not the problem. The, the thing, the allure that would keep him, and the subsidiary income that he would be able to make if he stay, if he went to L.A., would be more. But I don't think when you're LeBron James, you're a player that that's gonna that's gonna be taken away from you if you're not there. You know, so Shaquille got Def Comedy Jam, and he got all these other these other deals that were outside the Lakers, which I'm sure the Lakers had something to do with setting yeah. up for him. And being in Los Angeles, there's people that are very, very closely tied to the Lakers as fans that wanted to see them succeed and still want to. But I believe that the way the way it was reported to me was that the manager watched you know them play and he watched you know some of the young talent one of the, the ball kid is playing there right now and and he looked at them and they're seasons away from being a dynasty lebron james has been playing now for over a decade mm-hmm. you know how long is he going to play for that's what I was going to ask you right. how many more years he's got left so he's 32 he's got, right so if he's got 5 years left does he want to walk into the finals Three of those five years, pretty much guaranteed. I mean, Houston is the real deal right now. Mm-hmm. He'd ha- and he'd also have two guys that would really be able to highlight his skills with, as opposed to going to the Lakers and having to fight right. for a seed position. I mean, the Lakers stink. Yeah. They're not that good. And they're not going to be that good for a few years. They're certainly not going to be Golden State anytime soon. So you like the idea of him going to Houston and having this super team kind of just falling well, around? Well, if I had him. my choice, he'd be a Nick. Because I think that if you wanted to go out... And with a lot of big splash, and the Knicks are actually playing really, really well. He to win that division, if he was a Nick, they'd win tomorrow for sure. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's in Cleveland is the reason why Cleveland's going to win. Wherever he goes in that division, he's going to. If he went to Boston, Boston would win for sure. He's that much of an impact player. So if he wanted to end his career in the Garden and deliver them their first NBA Finals since 1973 in the Willis Reed era, um, you know, I think that that would be the way to go out. Plus, remember something. The city that you play in, you want to look at these guys, and they're going to play in one of the top five populated cities because they're selling sneakers. They got a piece of that action. When you play in New York, you've got 14 million potential clients. Mm-hmm. When you play in Houston, you know, you're at number, I think they're the number four largest city in the country now behind LA and Chicago. So Houston's no joke. Dallas, you know, you, once you get bit past that and you start going to New Orleans, a place like that, who cares, mm-hmm. you know, when you're selling sneakers? But New York is the Mecca. I mean, if you can play in New York and win a title, even get them to a title. But I think this guy wants to win that bad, that winning matters enough to him, that he would forego L.A. to win two more titles. And he would win a couple if he went to Houston, if he went right now, like like after this season. Does LeBron go to Houston? You can, of course, send your texts to 288-0644. Speak to Daniel right here. Um, let me ask you this. As a guy who comes from Hollywood, once he's done with basketball, let's say he goes and plays five years in Houston. Once he gets to Hollywood, 37 years old, what's what's the plan then? What does the former athlete do in Hollywood? Well, I think that when they're as successful as he is, 
Um, they like to do entrepreneurial things. So if he wants to get involved in Hollywood, you know, Michael Jordan did his run at some of those silly cartoon movies yeah. he did and different stuff. But Michael didn't end up as an actor. Now, I think LeBron is a little more outspoken than Michael. Michael was very quiet in his career. Um, uh, I don't think he's the greatest speaker of all time. Mm -hmm. LeBron loves the microphone. Yeah. He loves to be up there. So I think what you would find is he would form a production company first. Mm -hmm. And I think that he would probably be affiliated with a lot of people. He'd be a very, very well-known guy in that town for sure. sure. So uh, certainly if he became a Laker, he'd be a shoe in to do whatever he wants to do. But he also is LeBron James. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he's at such a high level that it doesn't necessitate him having to play in LA. You know, so it's like if Kobe moved to New York and open a production. Right, right, right. He's Kobe Bryant. Right. You know? um, so I, I, I think it doesn't really matter in his case. He's that good. He's is, that the kind, good is he the kind of guy that's got to put up money to make money, or is he just a name that attaches himself to something that's already out there? I think uh, I think he doesn't have to do anything. I think that yeah. you know, just to be able to say a LeBron James production, there's a lot of smarter, richer guys than I that are going to put up that money, and they're going to want to use LeBron's name. They're going to want to use his likeness. They're going to want him to show up at certain things and maybe do some press for the event. I, I don't know what his acting chops are. Most athletes are not very good at it. Sure. And the ironic thing about it is, I, and I've said this to you before, an actor's window of opportunity to capitalize is lifelong. You know, there's there's uh, you know guys who don't make it until that movie pops. Listen, um, um, George Clooney did 16 pilots in a row, 16 seasons in a row. He did a pilot episode for a TV series that did not get picked up, and then he got ER on his 17th year. So he's not he wasn't 22, he wasn't 32, he was yeah. like 40. Yeah. When ER took off. Yeah. So and and he'd been at it for but you're as famous as the last thing you ever did. So. You know, LeBron and guys like that, the athletes, they all want to be us. We mm -hmm. meet them at their golf tournaments. We meet them at events, and they're like, hey, man, I watched that movie with you. Because they travel all year long. Sure. So they're watching all these obscure movies. By the time they've seen it twice, they're deep into Netflix. When they finally get down to page 85, they find my films. <laughs> and, and, and they turn around, and they turn around, they're going, dude, that movie. And they always say the same to me. You know, the movie, you were the killer. And I go, okay, that's 87. Films. Sure, right, yeah. Go, what else? Can you tell me anything more about Well, you got the chick. You, you were doing the chick in the movie. Okay, another okay, one. 85. Yeah, right. so, yeah, but but at the end, you got killed. 83. Yeah, you know? right, we're narrowing it down. Can you sure. name an actor that was in it? No, man, but it was a really cool movie, man. Yeah, I right. you in it. You know, you're like, yeah, great. You know. And so it's just part of that getting out to Hollywood. He'll want to get, get his toe into some stuff. Maybe not even act. He just kind of wants to be in that world. He seems like the kind of guy that's an on-camera personality. Yeah. You know, Shaquille was that kind of a guy. Yeah. Charles Barkley, you could tell, was that kind of a guy. And it's no... No wonder that they're not really acting. They don't have the patience to do the acting part. They don't realize until they get there that you show up at, a guy picks you up at your door at 4.30 in the morning. And at 4.30 in the morning, you're in the car and you drive the hour. Then you go to, your, you know, you're in your trailer. They bring you your breakfast. You're hanging out a little bit. You're looking at your lines for a little. I don't even ever study any of the material I have to memorize until that morning, no matter how much of it there is. Just to keep it fresh? I, I never look at it before. I don't want to second guess my performance. So sometimes, and I love seeing at the first day director because yeah. I walk out and they have you have a thing called sides yeah. which are if this is the side of a page it's about one third with all the dialogue several pages so I've got it this far away from my face going oh no Tom don't kill him he doesn't want to know who did it and the director looking go oh my crap does he not know any of his lines yeah. and by the time I go from that's called a blocking rehearsal mm -hmm. 
Do you understand blocking? Yeah, where they, where they tell you where to stand and whatnot. Right. right? Yeah. So at, the three of us, if we're in a scene together, you would be red tape, you would be yellow, I would be green. Every time you're moving in a scene in a movie, you can move in and out of inconsistent light. But if you stop, a guy then turns around and puts a little T in your colored yeah. tape, and they have to hide a light that illuminates you while you've stopped moving. That's called a camera blocking. So you walk through your blocking, then you go back to hair and makeup, you go into your wardrobe, and hopefully in the time it takes them to light the scene, you know your dialogue. You can shoot 30 seconds of what's in a film for two days. Mm-hmm. So these guys are athletes. They're used to things moving, sure. hut, hut, go, shot, score, block the shot. You know, they don't want to sit around all day long and do nothing. They get really, really bored, and they and they underestimate how time-consuming making films is. So um, a lot of them end up not wanting to do it after they get their feet wet, which is why you see a lot of athletes make movies early on in their career, and then you never see them in movies. Right, again. right, because they go, oh, this is a they're lot. D- they're not, they're not. They know Reading, the, money, uh, the money's in producing. Text line, quickly, LeBron, like Daniel has said, LeBron just bought a $23 million house in L.A. I can't see him going to Houston. Well, first of all, LeBron's worth $400 million, so right. it's not like it's a... Now it's worth 400 million. Yeah. <laughs> four more years will be worth 800 million. Yeah, and really, it's that could be an investment piece. I mean, right. it's Los Angeles. That house could be 27 million by uh, next yeah. year. So we got some ladies you putting up out there, baby. Oh, Larry. Yeah. We will come back. Larry, what do you know about LeBron? Yeah, what do you know? Larry? Nothing. Nothing. He does nothing. Nothing. <laughs> wow. Even LeBron, I can have a conversation about LeBron. Larry knows even less. Get your text in, your thoughts on LeBron heading down uh, to Houston instead of Los Angeles. And uh, we'll come back. We'll get ready to close things out here on the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. The Arge women off to Myrtle Beach Sunday at 6.30 versus Coastal Carolina. Arge pregame, 6.15. On the pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hell yeah. Just had to clear my throat. Thank you. Josh Perry Wallace has passed away. Wallace was a lawyer, 69 years old. He attended Vanderbilt University in the 1960s. But what makes this a uh, a special passing is he was the first African-American to play varsity basketball in the SEC. He later played for the Philadelphia 76ers. And it makes me wonder and think, now there's... Lots of people that will go down in history, Jackie Robinson and different African-American athletes who were the first to do many things. But for this particular athlete, what must it have been like for him to have played in the SEC, a traditionally more prejudicial region of Mm -hmm. the country, in the 1960s during the Civil Rights Movement? This young man must have had to have endured an incredible amount in order to be the first one to ever play basketball in that division. I can't imagine what he was going through walking into the arenas and the fans and who knows what they were shouting out. I mean, you can imagine some of the things. Oh, I would imagine death threats ensued Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff to play in that division. I mean, that means he was down playing Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. I mean, Auburn. Uh, You know, yeah, man, that must have been... Wow. And it's one of those guys that I wonder if they'll really ever give him kind of the the honor that he deserves. Well, maybe that's why I'm bringing him up. Movie about him, maybe? Yeah, or? yeah, it could be a cool movie, huh? You could do a, uh, something nice. You know, it's funny that uh, Meadowlark Lemon passed not that long ago, and I knew Meadow. 
uh, and, and they approached me. The reason why I actually met him and spent time with him is because they approached me to write his story. And sadly enough, you know, in, in, in my doing a series, probably, I want to say six interviews I did with him in order that I was going to write the script. There were a few things that he didn't necessarily want to talk about in his personal life. And I said, that's part of the story. Meadow. Mm -hmm. You have to tell that part. But he told me a story about after the Globe Trotters had started to become really, really famous, that there were arenas that he played in, in particular the Astrodome when he was down in Houston, and he was not allowed to enter the Astrodome even though he was on the Globe Trotters. Oh. The the I, I think they played the, the the Something Generals was the name of the sure, team yeah, they yeah. played all the time. They traveled with. Yeah. And, and they were allowed to enter with the players, but the, even the great Metal Ark Lemon had to walk around the back of the arena and be driven around and let through like the servants' quarters, kind of, you know, maintenance guys kind of thing, and that he wasn't allowed to enter. And that really still stuck with him. I mean, he was, you know, probably the famous, arguably one of the most famous globe charters of all time. Uh, and I spoke with Curly Neal too, who told me stories about what it was like. But for this guy, you know, he didn't he didn't have the uh, the break of playing for a famous team where some people let him off the hook. And as white America started bridging into African Americans' lives and becoming more accepting of of them being a part of this country, uh, I think that for a college athlete, he probably didn't experience that at all. No, I mean you got to. I mean. That's way below where the Globetrotters, I mean, Metal Arc Lemon, there's still, you know, there's the rules, you've got to enter through the other entrance and whatnot, but he would still, you were going to see him. Right, you're cheering for him. You're cheering for him. Right. This was a college athlete, a kid, if you look at it, 18, 19, 20-year-old kid who had to endure amazing oppression. I mean, mm -hmm. just like uh, levels that you can't even comprehend nowadays. I want a book report, a full report from you. I'll do my tomorrow. best. I'll put that together. I want a full report. <laughs> I'll you do just make yes. Larry do all of it. Larry, can you please give me the Cliff's Notes on oh. Perry Walls? No, oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Larry, I think you have some music to play for me. I'm ready for you. Yes. Wrong one. It's all right. Thank Don't you, worry, Larry. Larry. Believe. My soul is prepared. How is yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. In FLA, where dolphins play, the dog this Monday night puts up a bitter fight. And there you have it. I'm out of the trance. Wow. Has spoken. I'm out of the trance. Let me clear the smoke out of here. Yeah. Take the dolphins plus the 13 uh, at home. Interdivisional home dogs in Monday night football cover. A devastating over 90% of the time since the inception of Monday Night Football. Over now, does that mean that when you bet your, your hard-earned dollars in Las Vegas this evening that you're going to be able to call me and I'm going to pay you back? The answer is no. No. <laughs> of course, this is me talking. Not the great one. For entertainment purposes only, of course. Of course. Indeed. So you're calling Indeed. Dolphin tonight. Over. Is it uh, any effect that Gronk is out tonight from his late hit? You know... Yeah, Gronk gets the boot. Uh, I think there's. Uh, I love when you read these statistics going in. I read something that uh, the Miami quarterback has not won against New England in nine tries. Cutler and and the, the, mm -hmm. the Miami has lost thirteen consecutive Monday or so. Right, yeah. The more and more it added up, the more and more I want to get on here and go. Yeah, go ahead and take it off. <laughs> I love because you're always the one who says he's due for a hit, but this is the no, 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 no one's no, ever no, due no, for no, it. No, let me tell you something. <laughs> 
the thing that people don't realize that Monday night football is the only game going on that night. So this is an opportunity for the teams that are playing to be seen by a national audience and show everybody what they have. Now, if you're the five and seven Miami Dolphins, this is your Super Bowl. This is the chance for all of America to watch you play. If you're ten and two New England and you're guaranteed to win the AFC East already, and you know you're probably going to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl again. Are you going to go down and try to pound the Miami Dolphins on the road? No, you're probably not going to. And furthermore, if they're up by a little bit, are you going to take any risk on any key player in that game? No, not really. They won the AFC East, so they're not going to. They take it easy on the Dolphins, is what you're saying. I'm not saying they're going to take it easy on the Dolphins. I'm saying that for the Dolphins, they have a lot more to play for yeah. in this game yeah. than New England does. Leave it all out there on the field. Oh, for sure. I think you're absolutely right. The, uh, the great one has spoken. Of course, uh, we'll... Well, what we'll do tomorrow is if he's right, we'll celebrate it. And if he's not right, we'll just completely ignore it and pretend well, this is never I'll just, I'll just won't even bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Axe is up next. Keep tweeting at ESPN Syracuse. Stay involved. He will read your texts, 2880644. And the phones are always open for ESPN for ESPN 44. Thank you, our sponsor, Liverpool Pool and Spa. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the Daniel Malden Show. Good night. On ESPN Radio Syracuse.